the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Roster brought to you by Coors Light. Get Mountain Cold Refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday evening, April 13th, currently 5.08 on the East Coast, here to break down the Thursday schedule in the MLB. And joining me to break break down all the action and the betting predictions for the Thursday schedule, probably the hottest baseball capper right now i can say it's dylan rockford dylan how you feeling this uh wednesday afternoon my man oh i'm i'm living high right now i'm just coming off uh, probably the best day in my handicapping career 10 and 0 on the diamond but you yeah. knew regression was coming uh i started 0 2 today but mets are looking like a nice plus money winner in the bottom of the ninth giants are up right now so we're looking pretty even so hopefully we end on a positive note yeah, it's uh, it's 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 great this time of year, especially in baseball, because a lot of people that uh, obviously bet on sports, they want that day action. And, and baseball is one of those sports that especially during like the first month of the season, we'll get day action Actually, all, all throughout the season. We'll have day action on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So uh, glad to be watching sports and, and baseball while we're working and, and doing our handicapping and. And, and people that may be at work in their cubicles, maybe not paying attention to work and having baseball to kind of distract mm-hmm. them. But it, it's been great so far. Um, and yeah, going back to what you just said at the beginning yesterday, a perfect 10 and 0 day for you. Um, handicapping, everything was spot on for you, man. Um, I guess I've, I've never had a, uh, I don't think I've had it ever a 10 and 0 day or 11 and 0 day, things like that. But um you have your own system where you're kind of looking at, you know, pictures and probably have your own data and your system. Um, what's kind of, I don't, you don't need to give away all the secrets, but what's kind of your general things that you're kind of looking at when you're diving into a game? Uh, let's say like start with tomorrow's game, like Oakland and what is it? Tampa, the first game tomorrow. Yeah. What is the first things you're kind of looking at? Obviously starting pitching, but what else do you kind of look at? Uh, I look at umpires. Umpires go into my handicap capping as well obviously you mentioned starting pitchers that's a big thing and just recent i know a lot of people don't like trends but i'm kind of a trend guy so i i I don't want to fall behind or not get in on it while it's happening so if a team is hot i like to ride them until it goes off so recent trends pitching umpires bats if if they're if the bats are on fire i like to go with the heavy bats 
And yeah, th- those pretty much, I don't want to give too much about my handicapping, but yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the baseline of my handicapping. Yeah. And that's really where it starts for me as well. I mean, obviously the biggest thing is the starting pitching. I started looking at, you know, historical, um, you know, how they've done historically against a certain team uh, and then the batting, how they're doing against left-handed pitching, how they're doing against right-handed pitching. Like you mentioned, yeah. umpires is something that I, I've, from a couple of seasons ago, I started looking into and, uh, you know, there's websites and information out there that give you the stats about umpires as well. And, you know, as we kind of gather more, more data as the season kind of progresses here, I just want to, uh, like I kind of did with the NFL referee report, um, kind of start integrating that into our handicapping as well. So I think that's a great tool to have. Unfortunately, when we're doing this, cause we're usually all the pods that we've done on the MLB gambling podcast is usually a day before the games and, and when the lines are dropping. So we don't have that really umpire information yet. Um, but um, again, like I said, there's a lot of information out there on uh, which umpire is going to be next in rotation. Uh, so definitely look into that as well. And then right now, especially in the month of April, I think Dylan, you can attest to this is that weather is a big thing right now, right? We, were, we talked about this on the last uh, podcast on opening day when we did that is that, you know, colder weather, the ball's not going to have much pop. It's it's going to die. And again, wind factors right now, I think, are a big thing. And there's websites out there that give you all that information. So that's kind of the base of how we kind of handicap our baseball things and uh, things like that. So, Dylan, we have a lot of games on uh, Thursday. As usual in baseball, we get anywhere from 13 to 15. So why don't we just dive right into it, my man? Um, Let's go. First game on the board for tomorrow, a 110 East Coast time starting between the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. We have the starting pitcher for the Oakland A's is going to be Cole Irvin. Uh, he's a left-handed pitcher. And for the Tampa Bay Rays, I believe it is Drew uh, Rasmussen. Uh, he's going to be on the mound uh, for the Rays. Uh, Cole Irvin got it to a, a, a bad start, I guess we can say, against the Phillies in his first start on the road back on last Saturday on April 9th. Uh, lost that game four to two. He went five and one thirds of an inning, gave up seven hits, four earned runs, did allow three home runs in that game, Dylan. And then on the other side for the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, Drew Rasmussen, he uh, had his first start as well. Um, wasn't too great for the, him either. He came out with a no decision, did go four innings, gave up three earned runs, oh, sorry, two earned runs, three hits against the Baltimore Orioles, but the Rays did get the victory there five to three. Uh, Dylan, what are you kind of looking at for this game, man? Yeah, no play on the side for me in this one, but I do like the total. I'm seeing some eights pop out over there, so I like the over in this spot. Uh, my line on the game is 8.8, so even at an eight and a half, I still like the over. The first two games of the series, they went way over this number, and surprisingly enough, the A's, as much as we have been bashing them early on, they're third in the league with total runs, and with the Rays, they do a good job one through nine, scoring a few runs themselves, so I trust both lineups that they'll score some runs, so I'm going to go over eight even at eight and a half if you could get i like the over yeah i agree with you there about this over i mean these two pitchers especially cole irvine has been really bad um so far and even going back to last season he had a um a bad outings a couple of bad outings against a lot of teams within the al east division but especially against the uh tampa bay rays i'm trying to pull up the historical numbers here um 12 innings he gave up 11 hits team was batting 239 against him um Gave up five earned runs in those 12 innings at 3.75 ERB. I think more importantly for me, he was 0-2 against the Tampa Bay Rays. And then for Drew Rasmussen last season against um, the uh, Oakland A's, 
he let me see here he did not have an appearance against them but like you mentioned and we kind of bashed on them and i i certainly did because i took the under on the oakland a's this uh season they they've been you know putting up runs here and i think this is a good look here on the over uh over eight right now i see the opening number here um actually over on win bet i see a starts for today i'm sorry let me go down to thursday um Let's see. Thursday. I do not see. Yeah, there's no posted. Yeah, I got it over at DraftKings. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, so that probably line, and usually it's consensus mostly across the board. So if you see an eight, eight and a half, uh, we like it up to eight and a half. So now no line posted yet for this game between them, but I think we're both leaning towards the over. If I had to pick a side, I would probably go with the Rays here as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And they probably take a look at the Rays team total since we like the over as well in this game. Um, all right, moving over to the next game of the day. We have a 2-10 Eastern start between the Seattle Mariners and the Chicago White Sox on the mound for the Seattle Mariners. It's going to be Logan Gilbert, uh, right-handed pitcher. He had a pretty good start um, against the Minnesota Twins in his first start of the season back on Saturday. He went five innings, uh, three hits allowed, only gave a one earned run, seven strikeouts, for Logan Gilbert and then for the Chicago White Sox in his first start this season, it's going to be uh, Jimmy Lampert mm-hmm. for the White Sox. Um, I was trying to look up his um, spring training numbers here for Lampert because I know it's his first start. Uh, let me see if I can pull those up here real quick. Uh, yeah, in spring training. Uh, he didn't have much action. He only went one inning here. I don't have much information there. So I guess we kind of got to go off of, um, I guess, looking at the lines here. So over on win bet, this number has opened up minus one Oh seven in favor of the Mariners minus one Oh three for the white Sox. over under has opened up at nine and a half. Uh, Logan Gilbert last season um, kind of made his debut for the Seattle Mariners Um he was, let's see here if I can pull up his numbers from last season, his splits from last season, um, six and five with a 4.68 ERA um, on the road last season. Five of his six wins did actually come on the road, five and two with a 4.75 ERA against the White Sox last season. Not much data there. He went two innings, allowed one hit, did strike out three in those two innings. But Dylan, what are you thinking for this game, man, between the Seattle Mariners and the Chicago White Sox? Yeah, so the line actually opened up uh, a couple hours ago on win bet at plus 103 as the Mariners underdogs, and I grabbed I grabbed that real quick because I favored the Mariners as a minus 106 favorite. Okay. And I think they have the pitching advantage, like you said, with Gilbert on the mound. And uh, as for the total, it's right at my number at 9.4, so I don't really have an opinion there. I wouldn't touch the total. I think it's a pretty spot on, but – uh, I think I think Gilbert looked good in his first start. And yeah. like you said, Jimmy Lambert, he's making his first start. Didn't really pitch one inning, like you said, during spring training. So not really too much numbers to go off uh, for him. So I got to see it before I could back him. I know the White Sox have a good lineup, but mm-hmm. uh, I got plus money with Gilbert. I like that. I'm going to I'm going to go on the Mariners on the money line here. Yeah, I like the Mariners in this game as well. Um, you know, I think this is I think we we're talking on, on the Slack channel, too, I think. Both you and I are going to be on the Mariners a lot this season. I did actually pick them to win the AL West, and I just really yeah, like their same. team and all the moves that they made uh, in this offseason. And so far, they've gone off to a decent start here uh, in the new season here in 2022. So, yeah, I agree with you on this Mariners um, 
Mariners money line. The line has kind of moved in our favor as well. Even if, you know, you grabbed it at yeah. plus money and now it's at uh, minus favorite. So uh, way to go on beating the market there. Um, and, you, and on the total, you said you had right at 9.4. Yeah. 9.4. So I'm seeing nine and a half. It's right at my numbers. So I have really no opinion on the total. All right. Uh, so both of us are on the Mariners cheer for this game against the White Sox in the early afternoon start here tomorrow. Let's move it along to the next game here, Dylan. We have the St. Louis Cardinals headed to Milwaukee to take on the Brewers, where the projected starters for this game is going to be Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals and then Brandon Woodruff for the Milwaukee Brewers. Let's take a look at the opening line for this game over on WinBet. It's a 514 Eastern start. Uh, right now, I'm seeing the St. Louis Cardinals as a plus 137 underdog. Going back the other way, the Milwaukee Brewers minus 147. Total say that. Sorry, total opened up here at eight. Um, Adam Wainwright was absolutely fantastic against the Pittsburgh Pirates on his yeah. first start on Thursday. He went six innings, uh, six shutout innings, gave up five hits, struck out uh, six. Completely opposite story here for Brandon Woodruff uh, against the, uh, was it the Cubs? Yeah, that he faced in his first yeah. start. Uh, rough outing for him, Dylan here. Three and two-thirds of an inning. Gave up seven earned runs, uh, six hits allowed, three walks, and just wasn't that great against um, the Cubs. But what do you think for this game, man? What side are you leaning here? Uh, yeah, I hate to do this, but this is a spot where I don't really have an official play. I can't in good conscience back the Brewers right now. And like you said, Woodruff, he just looked awful. Three, like you said, three innings, six hits on seven on seven runs, and now he's going up against a Cardinals lineup who, in my opinion, might be a little better. So, yeah. I, I think it might be a tough outing for them. If I were to play a side, I probably would pick dog with mm-hmm. the Cardinals, not at plus one and a half because it's too juicy. But yeah. I see some value. My line on the Cardinals to take them would be a plus one forty eight. So. Hopefully we see some brewer money come in and, and uh, up that price a little more for the Cardinals than I could be on them. But uh, if we're able to find an eight and a half out there, I take the under at that because my total is at 7.9. Yeah. Unless you're able to find an 8.5, that's the only liens I have. Eight, eight and a half under and dog. Yeah, quickly uh, looking at their historical numbers, at least going back to last season, uh, Brandon Woodruff in four starts against the St. Louis Cardinals was 0-2 with a ERA close to four, uh, 22 and a two-thirds innings, 20 hits allowed. Uh, he also allowed 10 earned runs off of those uh, 20 hits. 27-3 uh, strikeout to walk ratio, and then Adam Wainwright last season against the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in five starts. He was 2-1 and one with a 3.62 ERA, 27 and a thirds inning, allowed 29 hits in that span, only allowed 11 earned runs. Um the concerning part for me here for um, Adam Wainwright is that the Brewers were batting 274 against him, but I guess they, you know, run as a scoring position, something that the Milwaukee Brewers have really struggled with. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that is just kind of telling me that he was able to, able to get out of some jams here against the Milwaukee Brewers. And again, like this season, Dylan, they haven't got off to a great start uh, on the yeah. offensive side again, right? I, I kind of looking at, it out from a national league perspective, you filter it down. They are right now. I know it's so early on, but they're 13th out of 15 teams so far, uh, as far as hits and run scored, as well as average, uh, they are down at number 12 as well. So no, not much improvement we've seen from the Brewers offense so far this season. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah, small I'll, sample size, but uh-huh. I would still say it, it, it is it's a fact. It, even yeah. though it's only a small sample size, I, I think it's true to what you said. And and I and I always said this with Malcolm on yesterday's pod. I, I'm they don't really have too many power hitters in that lineup, and I'm scared that Christian Yelich isn't the same guy that they signed that they thought that they were going to get out of him. So mm-hmm. if he doesn't perform and live up to the contract that they give him, I, I'm worried about this lineup. To be honest. Yeah, I am too. I mean, it, it seems like ever since that Christian Yelich won that MVP, he has he's yeah. been subpar, and you know they really need him to return to that MVP form uh, if this team is going to have a chance to contend in the uh, National League um, Central Division. Because right now, the Cardinals are off to a great start, and you know who knows they might just run run away with the division. Even the Cubs are off to a great start, so they're going to have to mm-hmm. pick it up on the offensive side of the baseball. All right, let's get over to the next game here, Dylan. We have the Washington Nationals headed to Pittsburgh to take on the Pirates. Projected starting lineup, or sorry, starting pitching for the Washington Nationals. It's going to be right-hander Joan Adon. Um, he made his debut, I believe, last season um, for the Washington Nationals. For the Pirates, it's going to be JT Brubaker, who's been <laughs> awful to say the least. Let's take a look at the <laughs> opening um, lines here for this game. Washington Nationals are a plus 107 underdog. Pirates are a minus 117 favorite. Total is currently at nine with the heavy juice, minus 125 to the over in this game. Um, Brubaker was one of the pitchers that I, I, I faded when he started against the Cardinals on opening day. I took the over four and a half runs for the Cardinals. He gave up four earned runs in three innings in that game. And then Joan Adon against the uh Mets. He had it. He was doing okay until he got some trouble. He put some guys on with walks. And then I think Pete Olsen was the one, uh, the polar bear got that grand slam off of him. And the uh, Nationals lost that game five, nothing after that. But uh, Dylan, what do you got for this game, buddy? Yeah, I'm actually going to take a stab with the Buckos here in the, okay. on the money line. Uh, I mean, they're staying home, and the Nationals are coming in after a tough series with the Braves. Mm-hmm. They they did get the win, though, uh, today. But like you said, Brew Baker, he had a tough outing in his first start. But so did uh, – how do you pronounce this guy's name? Adon? I, I, I saw so I, anytime I don't know a name, I'm gonna YouTube and try to find out. So it's from what I'm reading, it's it's a Spanish name, obviously. Uh, it's Joan Adon, I think that's what it is. Adon, yeah. yeah. But I was looking at his first start too, and he also had a really bad outing. So mm-hmm. two bad pitchers. Uh, maybe you want to look for. I see why the to- the juice is favored to the over. My line is at an eight point nine, so it's right at the number. Um, sure. but. I, I trust Brew Breaker a little more at home. I would, like I said, I would lean under. Um, but yes, I, I would lean Brew Breaker at home. I, I'll take a stab at the Pirates. They've actually been hitting the ball pretty well today. They they beat the Cubs today, so yeah. I'll take a stab with the Buckles at home. Yeah, I mean, last season against the Nationals, it was only one start for Brubaker. He did go five innings, allowed four hits, and only gave up two earned runs. Um, the Nationals were only batting 222 against him. And then for Adon, uh, last season, um, let me see if I can pull it up here, his splits from last year. Uh, I think he only had one game that he started. Uh, it was against the Red Sox. He went five and a third inning, six hits, gave up two earned runs, uh, nine strikeouts to three walks. But the Red Sox were hitting 300 against him in that game. And kind of fast forward to this season, uh, like we talked about the Mets, you know, the, the, he does, he's, I think he's prone to giving up a long ball. And then we do, there are some hitters in this lineup for the Pirates that are able to, 
you know, hit the long ball. We've talked about guys like Reynolds and Kip Ryan Hayes, and, and they have some other guys in this lineup that can, you know, get the long ball and even get hits. We've seen that over the course of the beginning of the season here, they have guys that can hit. Um, and your total, you said it's right at the, uh, the number of nine or 8.9. Yeah. Sorry. My <laughs> number is at a, at an 8.9. So at a nine, I would lean under, I was seeing in the opening around DraftKings when line started opening up, I did see a nine and a half. So, okay. but I, I bet you Sharps hammered on the under on that. Yeah. Currently over there. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing nines across the boards right now. Maybe, uh, when that number opened nine and a half, the uh, Sharps came in and took the under on this game. Uh, let's get over to the next game of the night. Uh, this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be underrated because you're pitching duel here. We have the yeah. Philadelphia Phillies headed to the Miami Marlins, uh, where we have Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, Sandy Alcantara on the mound for the Miami Marlins. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game, it's a 640 Eastern time start. Um we have the Phillies as a plus 110 underdog. The Miami Marlins are a minus 120 favorite. Uh, over under seven, set at seven and a half. Uh, Kyle Gibson in his opening game uh, this season was absolutely fantastic, man. He was he went up against the A's, seven innings of uh, shutout baseball. He gave up two hits, had 10 strikeouts to no walks. Uh, Sandy, Al- uh, Sandy Alcantara for the – or Alcantara, I'm sorry, for the uh, Miami Marlins here. Uh, let me quickly put up his numbers. I think he had a pretty good outing as well. Um, yeah, he uh, he had a 3.6 ERA. He finished up in that game against the uh, San Francisco Giants. They lost that game 6-5 to five in his first start, but he went five innings, uh, gave up three hits, two earned runs, five walks. I think that's a little concerning for him. Did strike out four, but uh, Dylan, what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, I see. actually see value here with the Phillies. My line is actually fifth. I made the Phillies a minus 120 favorite, so I'm getting a plus 110 over at win bet. I love that on just the pure value standpoint. Sandy Alcatraz, he's good, and I think he's a very good pitcher, but to be favored against Kyle Gibson, who his first start, like you mentioned, he seemed locked in. Seven scoreless, yeah. struck out 10, two hits. He, he, he looked dialed in. So I think we'll see a pitcher's duel in this game, no doubt. And I think that's why you see a low total at seven and a half. I made my total 7.6. So it's right at the number. I would lean, eh, I wouldn't make a play on the total, but I love the Phillies as a road dog here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe the number is a little shaded towards the Marlins side, number one, because uh, Alcantara last season was pretty good at home. Uh, if you kind of take a look at his splits from last season um, at home, he had a two and six record, but he had a 2.41 ERA. And then Kyle Gibson, maybe, you know, last season, the books are maybe or maybe not looking at this, but he had a rough outing against the Marlins, five and a third innings, uh, did gave up. Eight hits, eight earned runs uh, in that game. Uh, the Marlins batted 364 against him. But, you no, know, it's a new season. Like you said, in the first game against the Oakland A's, he looked real dialed in for the um, Phillies there. And I'm kind of looking at the Marlins offensively, and they're not off to a good start either. Uh, just like the Milwaukee Brewers, they're batting 199 so far this season. As far as runs scored, they are number, they're tied for number 13 with the Brewers with only 14 runs scored. Uh, and their slugging and OPS is right down there as well um, in the National League. So I like the angle here at the plus price of the Philadelphia Phillies with Kyle Gibson there. Um, I agree with you there on plus 110. 
I do like the under in this game. Uh, I think you're right. And I, the first thing I saw when I saw these two pitchers, I think that we'll at least see a pitching duel between these two guys. So uh, I'll lean with the Phillies here as well. And I do like the under in this game. Um, definitely shop around, but over on win bet right now, this number is set at seven and a half with juice to the over at minus, uh, minus 115. So you may be able to get that at um, – a pretty good uh, reduced juice number at minus 105. Uh, Dylan, let's take a quick break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll dive into the 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time games here on this Thursday schedule. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on WinBet's $10 win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bit bet feature. That's right. Same game parlays with the Win's own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer some to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's that time. The NBA playoffs and SGPN is offering NBA playoffs bracket challenge. We're giving away $500 in their bracket challenge. Completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA playoffs or hit the contest link in the SGPN app for your chance to win $500. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever before. And sometimes we forget to take a second to, for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you always feel like you're always on work, friends, family, and million social issues and the expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Mountain cold refreshment, it's really made to chill. Like I said, Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. When I need to take a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, coming off of the break, we have uh, the next game on the board is the Toronto Blue Jays. I believe wrapping up their series against the New York Yankees here, the projected pitchers in this game for the Toronto Blue Jays is going to be Kevin Gossman um, and for the New York Yankees, Luis Severino. Looking at the opening line for this game, we have uh, plus 110 for the Blue Jays, minus 120 favorites for the New York Yankees, uh, over under set at eight, eight and a half. Um, first start this season for uh, Kevin Gossman against the Texas Rangers. He did go five innings, uh, gave up eight hits, three earned runs, five, five strikeouts um, against the Rangers. And then for Luis Severino, his first start was against the Boston Red Sox last Saturday. Uh, I believe he'll probably be on a pitch count here since he is coming back from injury, uh, Dylan. But he went three innings. He gave up five hits, two earned runs, also had five strikeouts against the Red Sox. But uh, what are you kind of looking at in this game here, uh, Dylan, between the Blue Jays and the uh, Yankees? 
Yeah, another spot here where I have the Blue Jays favored. So I'm going to take the Blue Jays at a plus price at plus 110. Uh, both pitchers, they didn't have their best stuff their first start, but I think we see a stronger outing from Gossman. I think we saw a little more out of him than we did Severino. And I think he'll be able to go a little longer now that you start to see along uh, starting pitchers their first time or their first start, the, the managers don't want to overuse them. It's a long season. So yeah. they're only going four or five innings. So the more they get into it and the more comfortable they are, I think we'll start to see the starting pitchers go a little longer, depending on how they do during the game though. But I Severino was only able to go three innings. So mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees, they've also been struggling at the plate. And I think it continues against a really good uh, pitcher in Gossman. So at another plus price, I, I like the dog. I'm on the Blue Jays here. Yeah, it's crazy to think that the Yankees have been struggling. I mean, maybe, you know, it, it is colder weathers up there in the Northeast side, especially in, you know, the New York area. Um, you know, kind of looking at the, uh, the batting numbers and the hitting numbers for the New York Yankees, they're kind of in the middle of the pack there um, in the American League. They're right at number eight. As far as runs scored, they are at number 13 out of 15 teams so far this season in the American League, batting average-wise. Uh, they are at number seven, like I said. And then uh, what I really like looking at for the Yankees is how they're kind of doing uh, striking out because they have a lot of guys in this lineup that do kind of strike out. Right now, they're ranked number 10. They've only had 43 strikeouts. So, um, you know, until I start seeing this Yankees offense, it's crazy to say, turn it around here. Or maybe once the, you know, the temperatures kind of start warming up a little more in the, you know, the Northeast area. Uh, I just don't see them, you know, especially at a plus five for getting Gossman because he was just so good last year for the uh, San Francisco Giants, right? And again, yeah. getting him at a plus price here, I really do like that. Um, what's your number saying for the total here? Uh, 9.7. So I would go way over it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Currently yeah. the number there is at eight and a half. So uh, definitely uh, chop around for that as well uh, in this game between the Kevin Gossman and Luis Severino blue Jays versus Yankees. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night here. We have the Los Angeles angels headed to Fort Worth. I believe Arlington. I'm sorry. It's Arlington uh, to take on the Texas Rangers. Um, currently the projected pitchers for this game are going to be Shohei Otani and Dan Dunning for the Texas Rangers. Uh, looking at the opening line for this game here, Dylan, we have the angels as a minus one thirty favorite. Uh, the Rangers are plus one twenty on the money line here as home underdogs currently seeing a total of a nine in this game. Uh, Otani again at home, in his first start, he did lose the game, but he was pretty good against the Houston Astros. He went four and two-thirds of an inning, gave up four hits. One earned run did strike out nine in that game. And then Dan Dunning um, this season in his game, his first game, he was went up against the Toronto Blue Jays. In five innings, he gave up five hits, three earned runs, struck out four, walked two, did give up one long ball. Um I quickly want to mention this, you know, last or the first episode that we did where we're, or even previewing the first games is that we talked about a lot of pitchers that do well at home and then don't do so well at road or on the road and vice versa. I think last season, Otani was one of those guys where he's absolutely fantastic at home, right? Six and zero with a 1.95 ERA. And then on the road last season, three and two with a 5.05 ERA. And against Texas last season, he was pretty good. He had four appearances against them. Um, he went three and zero with a two point eight six ERA, 
15 hits allowed. He gave up seven runs, 30 strikeouts to 10 walks. Uh, but this lineup, Dylan, is completely different for the Rangers of what Otani's going to face here tomorrow or on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but what are you thinking for this game, man? Yeah, give me the Angels here on the money line. Uh, like you said, Otani's going to be on the bump against Dane Dunning. Uh, I know Otani lost his first start, but I thought he looked pretty good. He only gave yeah. up one run through four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while Dun- Dane Dunning, he gave up three runs through five innings. But what I really like uh, what Otani is, in his career against the Rangers, he's 3-0 and with a 2.86 ERA, and batters are only hitting 192 off him. Yeah. I, I agree they did make some upgrades in their lineup, especially in the middle of the infield with Simeon and um, Seager. So yeah. I think they're going to have a, definitely a better lineup. But I think Otani, he's going to be able to not shut him down, but he's going to be able to hold him off. I know Rangers are home, but I like the road, uh, the road favorite here. Give me the Angels on the money line. Yeah, there's no way I can bag Dunning here in this spot. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just been, you know, going back to last season, he's just been really bad. Um, you know, kind of looking at his splits from last season. Uh, I'm trying to see if he f- did face the Angels last year, but at home, I mean, he had respectable numbers. He was five and three with 3.09 ERA. It was the road where he was in big trouble. He was 0 and 7 with a 6.39 ERA. And I guess the Angels last season. Uh, three games he started against them. He was one and two with a 7.71 ERA, 14 yeah. innings, 16 hits allowed, 12 earned runs, and the uh, Angels were batting 291 against him. So, um, yeah, I do like the Angels here as well, minus 130. Probably looking at Angels team total. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you have for this uh, total here, uh, Dylan? I got uh, my line is a 9.2, so I would lean over. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably look at the Angels team total here. I don't see that post. Oh, actually, I do. It's at four and a half. Um, against uh, Dunning here tomorrow. Uh, so I do like that for the Angels. I like that as well. Yeah, I, I think that they can get five runs off of Dunning here uh, tomorrow. All right, Dylan, let's get over to the next game of the night, man. We have the Atlanta Braves headed to the West Coast to take on the San Diego Padres. Padres are going to be in a travel spot, but you know it's they're going from uh, San Francisco to San Diego, so it shouldn't be too long of a journey. But nonetheless, it is a travel spot for them. Uh, the Atlanta Braves come to town. Uh, projected starting pitchers for this game is going to be Charlie Morton for the Atlanta Braves and for the San Diego Padres. It's going to be Joe Musgrove uh, seeing an opening line for this game of uh, pretty even here. It's minus 105 both ways on the money line. Uh, total set at eight with the juice to the under at minus 120. Uh, Charlie Morton in his first start uh, last Friday against the Cincinnati Reds with five and a third inning. Gave up only two hits, two earned runs, struck out five in that span. Joe Musgrove um, this season so far against the Diamondbacks, one of the worst offenses in the entire league, if not the worst, went six innings, gave up five hits, did give up two earned runs, but he did have seven, or sorry, eight strikeouts against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, Dylan, I'll kick it to you before I get into uh, some of the uh, historical numbers from last season, but what do you got for this game? Uh, no official play here for me. Every time I bet on the Braves, they lose. Like today, I took a run line. They scored one run against the Nationals. I have no luck with them. Uh, mm. I did make the Padres a short favorite up to a minus 104. Okay. So I guess if money continues to come in on the Padres, I might find myself on the Braves again. Maybe Braves first five plus a half, depending on the price when it comes out. But yeah, those are my thoughts on the side. For the total, my line is at a 7.7. So at an 8, I would lean under. It is favored to minus 120 to the 8. So, yeah, I guess if I had to make a play, I would do under 8. You got two good pitchers out there. 
Yeah, Charlie Morton uh, last season on the road was 8-3 and three with 3.06 ERA against the uh, Padres. He did not have an appearance against them, shockingly. Uh, and then Joe Musgrove last season um, at home had a record of 6-4 and four with a 2.92 ERA. He did face the Atlanta I was about to say Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Braves, <laughs> <laughs> five innings pitch. He gave up seven hits, three earned runs, and uh, the Braves were batting 333 against him in that game. So a little historical numbers, at least going back to last season. But um, yeah, I would lean uh, with Uncle Charlie here, Charlie Morton um, with the Braves. Braves have been good to me this season. I, I took the under in their game here tonight or to this afternoon. That one cashed um, after a sweaty start. The Nationals got out to a 2 nothing lead, but they only scored <laughs> – two more runs the entire game for the, um, for the final eight innings there. But yeah, I would lean towards uh, the Braves here on the money line at minus one Oh five. And if I had to pick a, uh, um, on the total, I would lean on the under here as well um, in this game. Uh, Let's get over to the next game here, Dylan. We have the Detroit Tigers against the Kansas city Royals. We have Casey Mize on the mound for the Detroit Tigers and for the Cincinnati Royals. It is going to be, is it Brad Keller I'm seeing that's going to be projected here tomorrow for him? Uh, let me double check. It was TBD, but I am seeing some things on Twitter saying Brad Keller might get the start. Yeah, uh, over on ESPN, I am actually seeing Brad Keller. Uh, he's going to get the start for them. But, yeah, let's go off of that. Let me see if there's a line here for this game. Yeah, we actually do have a line. So we have the Tigers plus 113 with Casey Mize on the mound. Uh, the Royals are a uh, small home favorite of minus 123 here. Total is at 8.5 with the juice to the under on minus 120. Um, Casey Mize last season, or let me start with this season first. He had a rough outing against the Chicago White Sox. Um, back on yeah. last Saturday, he went five innings, gave up seven hits, four earned runs, only struck out two. Um, Brad Keller was really good for uh, the Kansas City Royals against the Guardians last Saturday. He went six innings, only gave up two hits, had five strikeouts. Last season, you know, Brad Keller wasn't really good for the Kansas City Royals. Maybe he's kind of turned it around for them. But last season, he was 2-6 and six at home with a 5.89 ERA uh, against the Detroit Tigers last season in two starts. He went 11 innings, 16 hits, nine uh, sorry, eight earned runs, nine strikeouts, three walks. The Detroit Tigers were batting 340 against him. He had a 6.55 ERA. And I think Casey Mize was also um, had some trouble against the Royals last season as well. Uh, let me double-check that here real quick for you guys. Um Last season on the road, four and four with 3.51 ERA and against the Kansas City Royals, uh, six appearances. Wow. Two and one, 4.88 ERA, 31 and thirds inning pitched, allowed 28 hits, 17 earned runs, 23 strikeouts to eight walks in this uh, in that six starts last season. Uh, the Royals were batting 246 against Casey Mize last season. Dylan, uh, what do you got for this game, man? What are you looking at? Yes, um, no really play on the side for me. I don't like both pitchers. Like you said, Casey Mize didn't have a good start again. Granted, he played against the White Sox, but for uh, only went five innings, four runs on seven hits. Uh, Keller did have actually have a pretty decent start. He went six innings, two hits, no earned, five strikeouts. So pretty good uh, start. I do like the over. My line is at an 8.9, so we're getting mm-hmm. plus money at an 8.5. 
I like that. I feel like the Royals, they've been kind of a feisty team. Even when they're down, they've been able to score runs late in the game. We saw the Tigers be able to put up seven today against the White, uh, the Red Sox. So yeah. you got to check the weather, especially around these parts of the country during, mm-hmm. uh, during this time. But check the weather in the morning. If it is clear, I would play the over. Yeah, I believe they got oh, – they're in St. Louis. I'm sorry. I, uh, I did see the Royals in uh, Cardinals game got postponed, uh, but they're in actually St. Louis. So they're traveling back home, uh, probably a head start there to get back home. Maybe not much of a travel situation there. Uh, the Tigers are also in a travel situation. They did finish their game today against the uh, Red Sox where they dropped that game 9-7. to seven. Um, Yeah, I don't have much of a feel here. I know uh, Keller had a great first start. I think historically, because Mize has not done so well, I would lean towards the Kansas City Royals here at the minus 123 price. Uh, Probably also looking at the Kansas City Royals team total here as well. Um, Don't see a number for that yet, but I probably think it would come around four and a half for the total of eight and a half in this game. Um, And like you said, some value probably on the over here as well at over eight and a half. Uh, Casey Mize just wasn't great last season, like I mentioned, on the road, and um, especially against his Royals team as well. So I would lean towards the Royals here. Minus 123, and then also uh, slightly into the over, but I do like the Kansas City Royals team total in this game. Anything else for this game, uh, Dylan, before I get to the last two? No, I'm good for this. All right, let's do this. Let's take one more break here. We'll dive into the final two games uh, of the Thursday schedule, and then we'll get into our best bet. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. It's a hectic time of year. Between weddings, graduation, spring sports, and more, we're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second and enjoy an ice cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're always on work, friends, family, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. And that's why you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer that's out there literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit the reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. So all you gotta do is head over to CoorsLight.com SGP. That's CoorsLight.com SGP to get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart. And remember to always res- celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode actually doesn't protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prowling eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. 
IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break, two games left here on the schedule. Let's start with the Chicago Cubs headed to Coors Field to take on the Colorado Rockies, who are off to an absolutely fantastic start uh, this season. They are 4-1 and one so far. Um, but for the starting pitchers, we have projected pitchers, left-hander Justin Steele on the mound for the Chicago Cubs and for the Colorado Rockies. It will be Kyle Freeland, also a left-handed pitcher. Um, let's take a look at the opening numbers for this game here. Dylan, we have the Chicago Cubs plus 127 underdogs. The Colorado Rockies minus 137 uh, home favorites. Currently seeing a total opened up of 11 and a half in this game with the uh, uh, juice to the under at minus 115. Justin Steele in his first game, he was solid for the Chicago Cubs against the Brewers. I don't know how much we can take away from that because it is the Brewers. Uh, five innings of shutout baseball. He did allow four hits, five strikeouts in that game. The Cubs won that game 9 nothing. And then Kyle Freeland did struggle against the uh, L.A. Dodgers at home last Friday. He only went three and two-thirds of an inning, allowed five hits, five earned runs, did strike out uh, two, sorry, strike out six, walked two batters. Um, I think Freeland last season, and I, and I talked about this a lot when we are proving, is that he was one of those pitchers that was pretty good at home um, for the uh, Rockies and a little shaky on the road, but his numbers are pretty even. Last season, four and three at home with a 4.83 ERA. And against the Chicago Cubs, he had one start. He had five innings, four hits, two earned runs allowed. The Cubs were batting 222 against him in those five innings. Um, and then Justin Steele, let me see if he had any appearances last season against the Colorado Rockies. Um, but on the road last season, he was pretty solid, 2-1 and one with a 2.3 ERA. Against the Rockies, he did have some trouble last season. He went uh, three and two-thirds, five hits, four earned runs allowed, five strikeouts, and two walks. The Colorado Rockies were batting 333 against him. Um, Dylan, why don't you give me your handicap for this game, and then I'll try to see where that star was for Steele against the Rockies last season. Yeah, the Colorado Rockies, when, when there's a four in a row, I can't believe it, but this team is actually playing good baseball. They're hitting yeah. the ball, and surprisingly, their pitching has held up. Kyle Freeland, he didn't have the best first start, but I'm banking on a bounce back at home. Like you said, Steele pitched uh, well in his first start against the Brewers, only giving up four hits through five innings. But this Rocky team could hit, especially at home. I think me and you were on the pod a couple of days ago where we said, hey, we're going to back the Rockies uh, at home and fade yeah. them on the road. Mm -hmm. But their bats have proven that they could hit on the road as well, too. So they're fourth in batting average, sixth in total hits, second in doubles, and fifth in on-base slugging percentage. I think the Rockies continue to be solid at home, and they win their fifth straight. I'm going to take the Rockies on the money line. Yeah, Rockies have, you know, the first five games. Again, a small sample, but get in all the Rockies bets as you can yeah. right now, unless they start regressing here. But, yeah, um, you know, they've scored 25 yeah. runs in their five games. They're batting 266 uh, in the National League, which ranks number two right behind the St. Louis Cardinals. 11 doubles, uh, home runs. They've hit five 
Uh, and they're looking pretty good, man. So I think this is a good yeah. spot to back them here against the uh, Chicago Cubs and Justin Steele. Um, that one start against the Rockies was it at Wrigley Field last year for him. But now you're going into a hitter's park, so where he may struggle here a little bit, especially with how well, like we talked about, how the Rockies are playing. So I would lean with the Rockies here, especially being at home. Uh, you know, we talked about that numerous times, so we're going to talk about that probably but all season long. So Rockies are a good play at home here, especially at the price of 137 on the money line against the Chicago Cubs. Um, Dylan, you have anything on the total here? Uh, I see why the juice is uh, favored to the under 11 and a half is a really big number. My number is at 11.2. So I would lean under as well at 11 and a half. Yeah. I mean, I think there's only been a handful of games for the um, Rockies here where their total has actually gone over the number. I know they had one against the Dodgers, which was the last game, the, uh, the series finale where they won nine to four. And then the two games against the uh, the Rangers, they both went under six. Well, I think the the six four game pushed. Uh, it could have gone over, but they they had that controversial call. Um, yeah, at second base with a slide, and then the second game of that series against the Rangers, they won that game four to one. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll probably lean towards the under in this game as well. But I do love the Rockies. I hundred percent agree with you there. Uh, let's get over to the last game of this Thursday night schedule. We have the Cincinnati Reds headed to California to take on the Dodgers, um, where the Cincinnati Reds have a left-handed pitcher on the mound. I'm probably butchering his name here, but it looks like it's pronounced Revere San Martin for the yeah. Reds. Um, and then for the uh, Dodgers, it is going to be Walker Bueller on the mound. Um for the Dodgers, uh, looking at the numbers, first start here for San Martin against the um, Atlanta Braves. Last Friday, not a good showing for him. Two and a third inning pitched only. He allowed four hits, five earned runs in that span. He also had five walks in that game against the Atlanta Braves. Walker Bueller in his first start against the Rockies. Um, just had it in front of me. Where did it go? He, yeah, I want to know. He did get the victory. Uh, he... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, five innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, struck out five, two walks. Last season here, Dylan, Walker Buehler was absolutely fantastic against uh, or at home uh, where he was 11-2 and two with a 2.05 ERA. Uh, before we continue with the uh, pitching handicap here, let me uh, give you guys a line. Um, yeah, heavy favorite as expected here. The Dodgers are minus 240 home favorite here. Uh, the Reds are plus 210 on the money line. Seeing a total of nine, uh, uh, also on the run line here, minus one and a half for the Dodgers at minus 125. Um, and then I'm also seeing on team totals uh, for the Dodgers at five and the Reds are at three in this game. Dylan, let me kick it to you. Get your handicap here. Uh, what are you thinking for this game? Yeah, it's going to be Dodgers run line. That's the play for me here. I yeah. usually don't like to lay too much juice on the run line, but I made my line where I needed at least a minus 132 to take the Dodgers on the run line. Mm -hmm. So I'm get, I got it a little earlier at a minus 120. I still like it at a minus 125 that we're seeing. So I think that's a good bet. Uh, the Dodgers bats, they've come alive these past few games. And yeah. now coming back home against a guy like you mentioned, San Martin, who – I thought, to be honest, was a reliever when I was doing my handicapping and mm -hmm. uh, researching. Yeah. And he did get the start against the Braves. Like you said, he only went two and a third innings, gave up five runs on four hits, walked five batters. Yeah. And now he's going up against a better lineup on yeah. the road. Yeah, no thanks. I'll take the Dodgers on the run line. 
Yeah, that, I think that's the, the the right play here. I think the only side that I could probably be on, especially looking at what he did against the Braves in his last start, uh, did San Martin. Uh, you know, Walker Buehler did struggle a little bit last season against the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, in two starts, he went 12 and a third inning pitch, allowed 13 hits, eight earned runs. Did strike out 15, uh, did have three walks where the Reds were batting 277 against him last season. But, you know, we've talked about this when we were doing the division previews, that this lineup is completely different for the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, they gave up and traded away or lost to guys in free agency uh, that were here last season that were batting really well for them. Um, so it's a completely different lineup. And I, I want to see what the Reds have been doing offensively so far. They've been pretty good. They've scored 27 runs in six games so far. Their batting average has not been there. They're actually dead last. Uh, sorry, second to uh, um, second to last in the national league. They're batting 198 um, right down there with the Miami Marlins. So yeah, I think the Dodgers run line here also do like the Dodgers uh, team total over five here. Um, it is at minus 115, but I, I don't see a world where they're against, especially against a guy like San Martin who struggled against the Atlanta Braves. And like you mentioned, Dylan is going up against a better lineup here in the Dodgers who really found their form. Uh, you hit the handicap on the head there that, you know, they got seven runs today against the twins. I believe they had what seven yesterday as well uh, mm -hmm. against the Minnesota twins. So it seems like they've kind of found their form here uh, early on in the season. So uh, let's go with the Dodgers run line here as one well, Dodgers team total over five for me in this game. Um, that's going to be the last game of the schedule on Thursday. Dylan, let's take one last break here, bud. We'll come back and then we'll get into our picks for this Thursday game, a uh, Thursday schedule in the MLB. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and build and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry, the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America market courts, America buys and sells sports bets. It's Masters Week, and if you haven't used PropSwap to go for the green, then you are missing out. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite golfers and then you sell your bets whenever you want. Many prop swappers make thousands of dollars just by buying and selling their golfers all tournament long. This allows you to win over and over without your golfer ever touching the green jacket. So go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity fee to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, let's get into our lock and dog for this Thursday schedule. Uh, Dylan, I will let you lead it off here, my man. 
Uh, what is your lock and dog for these games on Thursday? I was going back and forth with my lock between the over and the early game with the A's and Rays. I think it's just we're prone to see a lot of uh, runs scored there. Uh, but I think I'm going to go back to the last game we talked to. And I'm going to take the Dodgers on the run line. I think we just see Walker Bueller dominate the Reds. And like you said, the the bats have woken up in the past two, three games for the Dodgers. So I think we see a lot of runs being scored. So I'm going to take as my lock Dodgers on the run line at minus 120. And for my dog, I'm going to go to the Blue Jays. I'm going to back Gossman on the road at Yankee Stadium. Hostile environment, but... I think I think he's the better pitcher. I, I'm not too strong on uh, Severino. I want to see him go more than three innings, and I want to see him strike out, get some ground balls, and be able to pitch through the fifth inning. So I haven't been able to see that yet, even through spring training. So I think Gossman is the better pitcher. They have the advantage. And their bats, one through nine, if they wake up, they could go out for seven, eight runs as well. So – I'm going to bank on the Blue Jays to get the upset on the road. I'll take Blue Jays as my dog of the day. I like it, man. I like those picks. Um, yeah, Dodgers run line. I will co-sign that with you. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in another lock here. Um, let me see. For my lock, uh, let's go. Hmm. like the Rockies a lot at home. They're, they're playing good baseball right now. Um, don't like that. All right, yeah, let's just go with the Rockies money line here against the Cubs. Um, you know, Kyle Freeland is on the mound, makes me a little nervous, but again, th- these bats have are, are are hitting well right now, especially being bad home. And I think I'm just more afraid of Justin Steele here. And he had a yeah. bad start against uh the Cubs last season in Wrigley Field, so I wonder what's just going to happen uh on the road here. Uh, in Coors Field in a hitter's ballpark. Maybe the, maybe the Chris Bryant angle here. I don't know. What do you think, Dylan? That you have some revenge here for him? Uh, oh, yeah. Play- you got to think there's going to be a little revenge factor here. Now playing at his new field, I, yeah. I think he has a nice game. Yeah, so maybe put him into your DFS lineups maybe uh, throughout this week uh, as we kind of get into the weekend here uh, with Chris Bryant going up against his former team. Um, for my dog... Um, Let's see. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Uh, give me the St. Louis mm. Cardinals. Uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound. Uh, I think their bats are doing real well. Brandon Woodruff looked really rough uh, for the uh, the Brewers against the Cubs in his first start. Maybe being back home, back home, maybe sells his nerves, but I think this Cards team, offensively at least, Nolan Arenado is off to an absolutely blitzing start so far. Uh, I think he already has three home runs, and some of the other guys are contributing. Um, the machine, Albert Pujols, got his first home run as his return to the St. Louis Cardinals. And again, these are the games that are, I think are really going to matter between these two squads um, where you know they're fighting, they're going to be fighting for that division. So I think this is a, the spot for the Cardinals with Adam Wainwright on the mound to come out and uh, get uh, the first game here against the Brewers. And until I see something from this Brewer offense, Dylan, I can't back them, man. I know I made the mistake a couple times already this season backing them, but um, I can't do it in this part, especially at this good price of the Cardinals at plus one thirty-seven. Yeah, I agree. I I think on that play, on that game with the Cardinals and Brewers, my only play. I, I I can't, like I said, I can't good conscience back the Brewers right now. So I like yeah. the play and especially how good, I know it's only one game, but Wainwright has looked pretty good. So yeah. he's ageless. I like the play. Yeah. All right. So just to recap our picks again 
For uh, Dylan's lock, it's going to be the Dodgers run line minus 120 against the Cincinnati Reds with Walker Bueller starting. And then um, his dog is going to be the Blue Jays plus 110 with Kevin Gossman going up against Luis Severino. And for my lock, it's going to be the Rockies minus 137 with Kyle Freeland on the mound against Justin Steele. And then the dog of the day for me is going to be the Cardinals uh, money line plus 137 with Adam Rainwright going up against uh, Brandon Woodruff. Uh, just a disclaimer, I know we've talked about this a lot last season, that if there is a pitching change in any of our picks, um, the the it usually does get voided. So keep that in mind. And if there are any updates, I think this is a good time to tell you guys to make sure to check our picks over on sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. Um, we do a great job of logging in our picks every single day. We've been off to a great start between everybody that's picking games uh, for the MLB, for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So make sure to check out all of our picks every single day over there on our website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MLB picks. Or if you have the app, as you should, uh, just go in and uh, hit that picks tab. You'll see MLB and you'll see all of our picks right there at your fingertips on your mobile devices. Um, Dylan, that's it, man. Kind of zip through it here. Try to keep these towards uh, about an hour. And I think we did that uh, again. We're not going to have a pick for every single game, but we will give you our actual picks uh, that we are liking and, and actually have leans for. So um, anything else you got for this Thursday schedule? Anything else you want to get off your chest, man? Uh, no, uh, the Mets got there for me. The Giants just closed it out with a, with a scare top of the ninth bases. Lord, they get out of it. So I got three games left for today. Hopefully the Orioles upset uh, the Brewers for my dog of the day, but. I'm going to have a nice Coors Light and watch the rest of the baseball games for tonight. There you go. Yeah, we still have uh, some more games left on this Wednesday schedule. We have NBA playing games as well. A lot of sports going on. USFL right around the corner, I believe, this weekend. So a lot of sports going on, sports, sports, and more sports. So if you're not subscribed to Sports Gambling Podcast Network, now is the time to do so. You do not want to miss out on the amount of money and amount of bets that we are cashing over here all across sports. The guys are putting in the work, man. I, 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 simply, that's all I can say is that these guys are putting in the work. So uh, it, it's definitely paying off. So with that being said, we will be back tomorrow in some form or fashion. I'm not sure if we'll let Malcolm back on the pod, um, <laughs> but uh, we will see about that. Uh, but yeah, we will be back in some uh, shape or form to go over the Friday games. Um, and then uh, we will take it from there. So Dylan, thank you so much for joining me, man, today. Uh, then let the people know where they can find you, brother. Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at rock with two Ks 24. And make sure you guys follow the MLB sports gambling uh, podcast network page. Noah's doing a great work uh, yep. job. I mean, he's already gotten us to over like 200 followers. So keep hitting the follow button. He's putting out a ton of contact. So just follow us. Yeah, make sure to follow the MLB Gambling Podcast Twitter account. Noah's absolutely crushing it. It's at MLBSGPN. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun following our account. A lot of great stuff happening. Uh, shout out to Noah. He's doing an absolutely fantastic job. All right, guys, good luck with your bets. Like I said, I'll be back on Friday. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>